Hey, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Where are you right now? Are you at home? Yeah, yeah, I'm in home in Kiev, Ukraine. Wow, I'm in the middle of the United States. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose it's kind of morning, right, in the States? Yeah, it's, uh, it's noon. It's basically 12 o'clock here in Iowa. Oh. What, time, what time is it in the Ukraine? It's 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Wow. How's the weather? Yeah. Is it cold? Is it cold? Oh, it's actually the first day of snowing. Like it, it's snowing right now outside. And um, but I think it won't last long. Um, I checked the forecast for this year, like for the winter in 2020, and it, it's it's gonna be warm as fuck. So yeah, too bad, too bad. Yeah. Do you, do you like the snow? Do you like the winter? I love it. I love it as much as I love uh, summer because for me, like winter is a time for like. It's a mysterious time for me, and I'm still like a kid inside of me. <laughs> still is like very happy to see snow outside. So it reminds me of um, Christmas and New Year and like surprises and stuff. Yeah. So do you do a lot of do you do a lot of family stuff during the Christmas time? Not really. This year it, it's not gonna happen. So um. The thing is that, like, I'm from uh, eastern part of Ukraine, and right now it's war going on there. And, like, for, I think it's been, like, some kind of, like, uh, fighting or whatever since 2014 or 13. So, yeah, and but um, I try to go there um, at least once a year uh, about, like, christmas time and shit but to, to, like this this year this december it's not gonna happen because you know covid and i have to cross a lot of borders to to see my parents so it's uh it, it's like a real hell <laughs> for me so unfortunately not this year i'm gonna stay here in in kiev and just enjoy my time with my beloved ones that are still here with me. Great, great. So to COVID right now, from where, where you're at, are there people that have caught it close by you? Has anybody got the virus that you know where you're from? Oh, you mean, the, you mean are they... Are they infected? Uh, like people? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know anybody personally who got infected? Where you're yeah. from? Yeah. Yeah. I really do know. Uh, at least like three people. One of them like, is really close to me as my friend, and he he's already like all right. He recovered, but also I know that. Um, his one of his parents uh, got sick too and just my not I, I would I wouldn't call this person my friend but yeah is always oh he is also like was uh, was sick recently he got sick but now it seems like they are fine 
we're fine. Yeah, it's crazy because I didn't believe it for the first time, like from the beginning, I didn't believe it. But then I changed my mind uh, as soon as my my close friends started to get sick. It's crazy. I do think, I do think it, it's kind of, it is a weird situation that a lot of people in the world apparently didn't believe it you know and i understand in the beginning none of us really had too much information and we didn't none of us really knew exactly what was going on but i'd say about a month ago people here in iowa where i'm from i started yeah. knowing a lot of people here who have gotten really sick and uh it really kind of hit where i live now you know yeah yeah i i totally understand because you know i i think that we are not we're not supposed to know the truth being uh, like part of the uh political system and uh, like you know like the global economics and stuff so and, and i thought it's kind of like okay it it was real but definitely uh, artificially made well i i don't know where it came from but i'm pretty sure now it's it's here and it's real yeah yeah i have a i have a i just got a coffee from a lady that i where i buy my coffee every morning and her her mom died from it but her oh. mom her mom was uh, much older, late 70s, and um, apparently um, her mom had some illnesses, um, which made it harder to recover. But I actually know several people who have actually lost people. Um, all of them are older, but, you know, makes it, it makes it extremely real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I understand. Well, th that's the thing. I didn't believe it because I thought that it's just um, you get weaker because you are old or, you know, you get uh, like a plenty of uh, illnesses. And uh, that's the main reason if you get sick, for example. But it's like a lot of people don't believe in AIDS, for example. They think that you you die not from this, but from from something that you had for for very very long time. Yeah, this world this world right now is pretty crazy. It's yeah, up it's in pretty crazy. Yeah, I know, and I feel like um, the earth and the, the whole nature tries to tell us something. You know, just like stop for a while, like pause your businesses and things so well, i think like it's I was, it's yeah go go ahead go ahead yeah i think it's all about like balance in this world so uh, i don't know but it's maybe it's the start of the end <laughs> the beginning of the end as they say uh, well i've always thought I'm 51 years old, and I always thought, you know, in life, if the world was going to end, I guess being alive, it would be exceptional to be able to see it. Like, let's say, yeah. 
let's say an asteroid is on its way and we all know it. And if you know the exact time it's going to hit, if you could look and see it and see death coming, you know, it might help us for the next place, whatever that is, even if it's just death. But seeing death with eyes open might be something. So I think about it being, you know, I always think my life's a movie, you know, like everything I do all day seems like it's a movie and things happen to me that I don't, that I can't explain. And wouldn't it just make sense that we're all alive and happy and then we got to worry about the end too? Like it just makes life for me even more fake. It makes it like it doesn't even exist, you know, like some sort of insect or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we as a band, like we have our own like personal life as, as a band together. And we like, like I realized it in 2013, I think when the shit started to happen to us, like a lot of, um, a lot of, obstacles like problems like serious problems like uh, uh like an adult life um for example our uh, drummer like ex-drummer fell out of the window and broke his spine in the middle of the tour and we had to collect like thousands and thousands of like currency our local currency like ukrainian currency for six hours to save his life because his uh, splint uh, splinter or something yeah well i i don't know i i don't remember the english uh, word for this um organ but it it was smashed and we needed to save his life and then i realized oh my god i feel like i'm in a in this movie called like this truman truman shows truman show yeah, yeah Yes, exactly. So, someone, someone is just like observing all the time and uh, like writing and writing new um, screenplays for us. You know. Like, well, oh my God, man. Well, you know, it's not. It's not. I mean, you know, without getting weird, I guess. But we as humans, we really don't know anything. We think we do. We think we're smart. But I mean, as far as I know. I don't know very many people that actually get up every morning and ask what the fuck is really going on. I mean, we all, we're all worried about getting somewhere on time, whether it be work or something we need to do. We, we worry about going to bed because there's something going on tomorrow. We got to go to the grocery store and buy this because it's on sale, blah, blah, blah. And all of that occupies our minds. 24 hours a day until we're fatigued and just do it again. I complain because I spent a lot of my day picking up my house, doing dishes, doing laundry, um, cleaning things. And I think to myself, well, what if, what if I was spending my entire day contemplating life, you know, what's going on, trying to connect all the dots. And it, it really does feel like some, Simulation, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, it, it, it had to start somewhere. Life has had to start somewhere. It's just, it's too big, it's too vast. It goes on forever. So what's on the other side? I mean, it's, it's not hard to grasp that 
something bigger that is uncomprehendable is moving the gears, you know, but uh, day by day, I wonder, you know, just how much of a movie we actually have made for ourselves as humans. Cause we're not, yes. smart. We're not, I, yes. don't, I don't think humans are smart at all. At all. And we are not civilized at all. Like uh, I watched like, recently, like yesterday, we watched um, some Russian movie about um, space and aliens and stuff. And so the one, one spaceship just landed. Like it was, um, it crashed on the earth, like in the middle of Moscow, Russia. And uh, there, there was an alien who looked like an, a human. And he said, oh my God, you are so uncivilized. I didn't know, I, I don't even, I, I don't have idea why we are here. So uh, it's crazy. And we think that we are in the, oh, we are fucking on the top of the world and we rule the world, but it's so misleading. I don't know. Uh, and also I think like we are so, uh, tiny creatures in this whole universe that I think that our lives just matters only to us. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. That's a good point. I think all we do is care about ourselves and, you know, that's what makes us an infection. You know, we just yeah. want to thrive for ourselves and we end up hurting everything around us and almost everybody around us. Um, yeah. I, I have a weird I have a weird thought. So you were just saying that you watched this movie and that the alien came down to earth and was looking at earth and basically able to say like, Hey, humans are not civilized. Well, I have a similar, I have a similar situation that I think is kind of sort of funny and kind of a little bit weird, but have you ever heard of uh Sasquatch? Oh, yeah, sure. Sasquatch. Yeah, we call it a different name, like Bigfoot, right? That's another, another yes, yes. name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we so call it Sasquatch, Snowman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah. So uh, I, believe in, uh, I believe in Sasquatch, right? So it's like, it's just a crazy, crazy world with that kind of thinking, I know. But since I was a little kid, I was alive. You know, I was on the earth when the famous footage was shot. I was a little kid when that famous famous footage was shot of that female Bigfoot walking. So mm -hmm. I've been exposed to it my whole life and kind of frightened when I was a kid. But anyway, long story short, when I'm working on music or I'm working on art, I will put on brainless topics on the Internet and a lot of conspiracy stuff. And I'll just let it play in the back while I'm working. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. And one day I was listening to all my Bigfoot Sasquatch theories and stuff. And there was a lady who basically, she, she was claiming that she had been more or less not abducted but had found herself in the company of some sasquatches 
and oh. has has communication. But she was saying in this particular in this particular conversation that I was listening to, she was saying that in speaking with these elder Sasquatch male, that it was saying in its language that humans, you know, are mainly the cause of all problems on the earth. And basically the conversation got into something about what, what us humans are trying to do. And the Sasquatch was telling the human that anything that we do that is slower than what we do now, because we're always in a big hurry to like destroy and just, yeah. you know, complicate things. So the Sasquatch was telling the lady, similar to what the alien was telling the people, that the Sasquatch was saying, you know, humans are the problem, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought that was interesting because out of everything you always hear, you don't hear something like that. We always wonder, why can't we find them? Why can't we see them? And they spend their entire existence avoiding us, which means they watch us and they know what it is we do. So I find that interesting that that a lot of things on earth or a lot of ideas off of earth would would think that we are the problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah of course. Well, you know what? Like um, I always, like you believe in uh, Sasquatch, for example, and I, I, I kind of believe in aliens. You know, I kind of feel that some form of life exists out there and uh, sometimes it, it just like visit visits us here i don't know why it like <laughs> all the like hollywood movies they say that it visits the american people <laughs> and i always wondered why i want them to visit ukraine because they would be even more shocked <laughs> but you know and that's uh, that's where I, I was inspired um, and I ro- wrote a song that's called Outlander and no one no one really understands I'm sure but no one really understands from uh, like among our friends there's no person who actually knows that I wrote it as a, as a, as, a, as an alien came to the earth and actually like it it was left here um, all alone and it was stuck here and uh, it just describes the the situation like oh my god what the fuck is going on i want to go home back to my own uh, planet you know so yeah. i like that i i'm sure i'm sure you feel that way sometimes i feel that way i i don't belong here i'm not from yes. here i feel like Exactly. That's what I tell everyone, like in every, every interview that actually, like, if it touches upon this problem or like they ask me this question, I always say, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. There was a man, there was a dude, like, I remember we toured around the US and we were in, in New York playing our show. And, um, there was an interview scheduled for that evening. So it's like psychology today. I think there was like a um, web magazine or something or some 
I don't know, like some platform called Psychology Today. So there was a dude, he came in and we started talking and I know it's his trick. Well, I, I felt like it, it was his trick to make me start um, like a very personal conversation, like really like sincere and honest. And I started crying, drinking my beer, and I was like, "Oh my!" And started complaining. I started complaining. Oh my God, man! I feel so lonely here in this world. <laughs> it's like so misunderstood, and I don't belong here. I I'm tired of seeing very hostile um, glances. Like people stare at me like in a different way. Like I, it's just like I feel like I'm very tiny you know <laughs> in this world and i feel like someone's gonna stomp on me so well maybe that's just my my vision like my self-esteem or whatever but uh, there's a reason for that i don't know well you are in my opinion i would say you're you're sort of a gem you're you're a rarity um you know, yeah. you have a lot of you have a lot of you have a lot of gifts that you possess that are different than the norm. So I can honestly believe that you know. I think we're all from somewhere else. You know what I mean? So that makes yeah. sense. That's scary that you think that you would get stomped, though. That's a heavy thought. That's a <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a really big thought. That's a kind of a frightening thought. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's—I don't feel like I—I I have a right, you know. It's—it's it's a very low self-esteem. You—you can call it whatever, but there's a feeling, and you cannot fight that feeling. But I—I'm trying to find my place to live, you know, like uh, where I can feel like home. But the only place I can find is just like inside of my apartment. That is my safe place. So I don't want to go out. As soon as I go out, I start to feel sadness, hatred towards people, or uh, pity. Or sometimes there, there. Uh, I took a, like I don't have a car, for example. I cannot. Uh, I don't know how to drive a car, so I use public transport. And in Ukraine, tr top uh, public transport's quite uh, um, a popular thing. And so I took a, um, not a tram, but trolley bus in the middle of the day. And everyone is gloomy always, like in Ukraine. And I was sitting near the, by the window and an old lady, she was like very, very tiny and slim, but old. <laughs> and she sat uh, near me, like, and... Uh, we like spend some time just like driving somewhere and then she got up and said uh she touched my hand and she said have a wonderful day with very pleasant and kind uh, voice and an expression of her face was like so like bright and light and and then i realized oh my god it's not over. Like, I mean, this world is not over if we have su uh, such people. Like, one tiny old lady, but she changed my day completely. That's the thing. That's we a... need kindness. We cr we're craving kindness. 
that's that's a very uh, sad thing and like that we we have to <clears throat> dig for it dig for it search for it no it has to be norm i think i don't know why i feel like when the world when the world gets uptight it's worse you know we hate more we hurt more we kill more we are animals and it's built in us but i feel like when the world is upside down it's more i saw that yesterday i was reading an article about a gentleman who was delivering a giant boat a giant sailboat uh i can't remember where but i can't remember if he was He's going from one country to another to deliver a boat. And halfway through, a family, a school of killer whales came up oh. to the boat and started attacking the bottom of the boat, trying to stop the motor and the rudder. And they kept hitting it with their bellies. And they just kept attacking the boat. And the guy called the Coast Guard and got close to having a helicopter come and pick him up. and. But I thought that proves where the world is. My gut instinct as a human was when I heard yeah. that, that behavior yeah. of killer whales onto a vessel is very, very strange. Has it happened before? Yes, but less than a half a dozen times on reported incidents, incidents of killer whales acting this way. And I thought, just with my gut instinct, I thought, they know they know how fucked up we are. You know, like yep. why else why else would they attack the boat? You know, why else I mean it's it just seems like animals and trees and everything is so pure and mm -hmm. and it just seems like that was so awkward. It seems like it was their way of communicating back to how messed up this world really is that we're turning it into chaos. And when it turns yeah. into chaos, you can take a boat and be attacked by a family of killer, you know, whales. Um, I agree with you. I don't think there's enough empathy in this world. Um, everybody yeah. is just quick to decide and quick to hurt. Very selfish. This world seems very selfish right now. Yeah. Egocentric. And I don't, like, you know... Um, I spent like five years in the institute and uh, we uh, studied uh, philosophy and there's a there's a branch where it's really hard for me to explain it in English but there's a stream in um, philosophy that's called uh, anthropocentrism so that means yeah. that everything revolves around uh, a human being so he's the center of of the world and that somehow really uh like offended me <laughs> in some weird way i thought oh my god stop it stop stop even uh, teaching this shit <laughs> because like there are a lot of people who actually mistreat animals thinking that they are made for for suffer you know for suffering they are made they were created to suffer uh in the name of like fucking, I don't know, 
what <laughs> you know just to just to satisfy our needs it's crazy it's crazy but i know well, like, people, people are just yeah, stupid I'm, you know yeah They're i'm just, pretty sure that we, yeah go on <laughs> no you go ahead go ahead so i'm uh, i okay i lost my idea uh, i mean i'm pretty sure that um I know it from my own experience that you can be told many, like hundred times that you don't do this and don't do that. But when you experience it in your, on your own, like in your real life, on your skin and bones, you will be taught and you will, you will finally get your lesson. So I, I mean, like teaching, teaching is for just only for those who listen yeah yeah that's true i mean that's a good that's a good uh that's a wonderful way of saying it teaching is only good for those who will listen and the majority of people do not listen do not man i'm trying to you know english for me is a it's obviously not a native language, not my uh, mother tongue or whatever. But uh, and when I write lyrics, I it I spent like two weeks sitting and writing just one song because I pick every word really carefully and uh, precisely, you know, like. But and it's really hard for me. It it come come out like fuck like i don't know <laughs> like i'm giving birth to a fucking elephant but and then i realized oh my god they only see me as a as a object of like sexual appealing or whatever like and that's it they don't hear and then i always say oh my god you guys what we we stop watching music and start listening to it but yeah, a lot of people just don't. Well, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I think, um, you know, I think that you're a rarity, you know? I mean, you're very, <laughs> you're a very unique singer uh, for many reasons, oh, for you. many reasons. Number one, you hit on something that I don't think a lot of people think about. I think it's completely amazing that you can be from a completely different place than like, let's say the United States where English is not your first language and you are able to translate your subconscious thoughts, your ideas that maybe run around in your own language, but then hearing that you spend time on your words makes sense i mean i don't think people realize what that's really about being from somewhere else and having and well choosing to write in english and then singing it perfectly for you know westerners to be able to understand and to be able to understand your ideas which in my opinion you know europeans thinking is really different than the United States. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's been around a lot longer. So you take that, you take the complexity of your thinking and your culture, and then the hardness of being able to adopt words 
that you have to learn and then be able to sing, not only is that a gift, but that is an extreme exercise that you have to do in order to present your art. I don't think a lot of people understand that. But then what I wanted to ask you was, on top of it, you are a woman. And you're in hard rock music, aggressive music, getting out these scenarios. I wanted to ask you, because I, I think it's important. I was talking to um, Elisa. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, from Arch yeah. Enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we were speaking, and, you know, I have people, there's a lot of body image issues in the United States because yeah. of just how, yeah. we, how we present things, you know? And I was mm -hmm. speaking with her, but when you say that people look at you as a sexual representation or a sexual object, how do you... Can you explain that more to me? Because you're 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 a woman in hard rock with heavy heavy ideas that you want to translate to the world and then you have this obstacle for a moment being a woman. Do you really really feel that sexual objectness? I mean, do do people mm -hmm. do they throw it on you? to where you're uncomfortable, where all you do is feel that? I mean, is it apparent or is it just something you feel? So what I'm asking is, what is it like to be a woman fronting an all-male band that's extremely aggressive with very surreal thoughts, you know, lyrics to think about that you have to think about because you're from another country and using another language to translate your ideas do you really feel that from the fans? Uh, you know, if if they are real fans, they won't give a damn about about my gender, you know. But those people, they, uh, people are attracted to, okay, like uh, sexy images of of a woman. Or I, I'll I'll tell you, even me being a woman, I like when I was younger, I actually chose what to listen to <laughs> depending on how cute the vocalist was <laughs> so i i sure, know that's, how... that's social yeah. that's cultural that's that's okay that's cultural yeah, you know but yeah. go ahead go ahead and continue go ahead because um we we actually it's our instinct first of all we uh, we act um because of our in instincts, so all our actions based on that, um, and uh, it's a now in in music industry, it's a kind of a trick to sell. For example, your music, you have to be sexy just to get attention from those, who, yeah, those who just don't care. You know, no, we have to make them care. <laughs> and first of all, we get their attention attention through like eyes. And what, like, what, um, what way we can use? And we use just like, okay, sex. It's, it's, I think, unfortunately, it's normal. But you know what? When we started to 
make our music and start performing and shit. I didn't care about be, uh, looking nice, you know, like like a woman. I used to wear sagged um, jeans and shorts, like camouflage uh, shorts and uh, like tanks, basketball tanks or whatever. And I, I hardly could put my makeup on. I had dreadlocks and stuff. So I, I always felt like I was a guy, not, not completely a guy, but my mind is definitely 50% woman, 50% uh, men. And I just used my manish part of my nature because I felt very comfortable. And uh, I really, I, I kind of rebelled against uh, against this type of prejudice that oh my god like if she's not sexy she she does uh, she's not worthy uh, but now I feel like yeah it's it's pretty hard but it wasn't hard for me to be a girl in the band until they started to ask me how it is like to be a girl and then I realized oh my god oh, well I didn't I wasn't oppressed uh, or discriminated so far of course there are a lot of perverts who just go to our show to to touch themselves you know during our performance and stuff but you cannot you cannot do anything with that but i so, always I mean, say that. yeah do you, do you like i mean so back to it a little bit You've realized, I mean, do you enjoy now, I guess, I just want to say it right. I, I mean, do you enjoy dressing up, the makeup, being more feminine, showing more feminineness? You know, I don't want to use the word sexy. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, but yeah. I mean, do you, do you enjoy being the woman you are and portraying it more through your art? Or does the crowd and your fan basis make it more uncomfortable to be sure? Uh, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I say, like, okay, I feel like, all right, I'm, today I'm, I feel like I'm a woman, you know, and I'm ready. I do my makeup just for me, not for my fans, because I really love art. I like drawing and painting and whatever and for me it's a um, huge uh, therapy when i do my makeup be uh, before the show i love colors and oh it, it's hard to explain it's just for me and um, sometimes i feel like oh my god no i don't i don't want to be feminine today because i feel like oh my god i i just have to have to scream about so so many things like important things and again my my outfit will just take their attention away from what i sing so it it, it depends it depends but but i i used when i dressed like a guy i was ashamed of my femininity i said femininity here yeah. <laughs> i thought that i i just shouldn't use um use it uh in a ben as a benefit you know like a, as a as a tool but now i don't care <laughs> now i don't care it just depends on a day 
Well, that's good. I mean, how long have you guys been a band? Oh, it's been 2009. Yeah, wow. so it's been 11 years. Yeah, but it, it was a long it was a long period of time to grow our roots and show our <laughs> flowers and orange leaves. Um, yeah, it, it was a long, I, I don't know, six years maybe of just uh, over overcoming the obstacles in our in, in in our country you know to all the visas and stuff so it's pretty hard to cross borders uh, for ukrainian yeah i was pretty amazed when i when i got to see you guys perform that's really the first thing i thought about was you know i feel like in america we're very spoiled and I don't really care what anybody says. I'm 51 years old. I've gone through it. And I love touring Europe because there's such an appreciation for the art. People understand. In America, we're a little spoiled, so we feel like we can obtain whatever we want whenever we want. But when I yeah. got the chance to uh, watch you guys, that's the first thing I thought was just how far away you know, you were closer to home where I saw you, but you were still far away. And I know that it's got to be extremely difficult. And, you know, that's what I wish young bands could see is the sacrifice and the hard work that it takes to live your dreams. You know, you just, it does take talent and you do need to know people. But in the end of the day, you have to be able to work very hard. A lot of people don't know. Very it could hard. take... It, it could take 30 hours just to perform one hour, you know, 30 hours yeah. of plane rides and immigration and all yeah. kinds of bullshit. Just, just to perform a 45 minute set that may go good or may not go good. It's a really hard business, exactly. really, you know? Exactly. When I was 11, I didn't even know what I was dreaming about. You know, if I knew, if I had known that, <laughs> I would I would have just dropped the, I I would have quitted this idea to become a musician you know what I mean like now I'm just like oh my god what the hell I I am involved into Well that's what that's what I do my very one of my closest friends in life Paul Gray bass player for Slipknot yeah. passed away you know we yeah. We, we raged in this town, you know, we grew up and drinking beer and raising hell and jamming and having a good time. But he's the one that always liked my art. And he's the one that like drugged me into it. You know, he got me into it and now he's gone. You know, and I'm like, I sit back some days and I was like, was I really supposed to be in this business? Like, was I, cause it's, it really affects me. You know what I mean? Like every day, every day I want to make a really, really big difference, you know? And, and it's hard. It's hard to keep your voice. Uh, you have to be careful, especially in the States. Everybody wants to, everybody's right because everybody's wrong. You, you know, you want to, yeah. you want to stand up and defend yourself. Well, then there's a hundred thousand people trying to burn you down for your original yeah. thought, you know? Yeah, so I agree exactly. with you. I wake up almost every day and wonder if I made the right decision. 
for myself. I love our fans. I love our world. I love this band. I'm going to die being in Slipknot. It's who I am. But I often wondered what my life would have been because music is so hard. It's so difficult yeah. to, to navigate through, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the business is hard, right? But music comes naturally, and that's a beautiful thing. But we made it exactly. That's how. That's what you said before. Like we created our problems, and I agree with that. We create our own problems, and then we complain that oh my god, it's fucking hard. What the hell is this? Like we, we work, we die. <laughs> but um, yeah, but music itself is wonderful. But yeah, when it yeah, I can't it, imagine it's wonderful. Hobby. I can't imagine life. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine life. Can you imagine how blessed we are that we discovered the vibration of music yeah. in our existence? I mean, can you yes. imagine your life, your life right now with no music? I cannot. And you know what? I, I that's the thing we have to be grateful for for our ears uh, of course if we ha if we are able to hear that's just that's the very valuable thing to have like i mean to to, to be appreciated it's or eyes like ah oh, that's crazy it's crazy we, uh, we, we take a lot of things for granted let me ask you uh, before we wrap this up, what um, one thing I love about Ginger is uh, it seems like <clears throat> I let music find me. You know, I don't. Yeah. There are too many shitty bands that come out every year that take up space that make yeah. me irritated not to want to find music. So what I do is I have my certain ways that I put on Apple Music or you know, YouTube or whatever, and I'll let things roll and I'll let things find me. And Ginger, Ginger was one of those things that found me that I wasn't looking for <laughs> that just showed up. And then when it showed up, I stayed on it. The one thing that I love about your guys' band is that you guys do a lot of these like videos um, yourself. And yeah. You know, you're a, a you're a younger band that can look at it, I think, and say, well, we have this we have this platform, we have this tool called the internet and YouTube, and we can take control of our own stuff. So recently I saw a video and I'm sorry that I don't know names and things like that because I my my temporary memory sucks. But <laughs> recently recently a couple weeks ago, a new video I don't know if it's new or old. It seemed new, but it was you, and it's just you in a very colorful dress. You look very beautiful, and you had your cat. I think it's your cat. And yeah. That, it's at the beginning of the video. There's a cat, and then the cat goes away, and you sing, but you're only in that one area. I, yeah. I think that's really I, – I love that about you guys, um, that, that you'll that, – I guess what I'm saying is I thought it was very unique in today's atmosphere to have the confidence to put up a background, you know, I guess put on your makeup, your dress, and you even invited your cat into the fan world. You were able to show something personal of yours 
and your affectionate mm-hmm. and affection towards it, which gives a lot of people a lot of information. You know, you were giving personal information, but then you stay with the video in one place. And I, I guess as an artist, I really admire that. I really admire, I get into an area of art where I feel like I have a prerequisite. I feel like the art that I make has to be at a certain standard because it's what everybody expects of me. So Mm -hmm. if I ever try to get intimate or a little bit less, I feel it doesn't, you know, land its mark. So one thing I've always loved about what you guys have done are these intimate little videos that you share that maybe in your mind, you're not expecting them to be these big, grandiose, very expensive art ideas or very the cheapest inexpensive. You know, you do little things. Can you tell me why you, why you guys like that or... You know what? Because I just feel like you guys enjoy it. I feel like it's something new. I feel like you guys are good at it. I feel like that's what brought me into your band were these little things that you did for yourselves in order to get out there. Is is this right? Do you guys do a lot of this? Yeah, a lot of this. Uh, By the way, then, uh, like, maybe in a few months, maybe a month, since today, I don't know. Uh, another music video is about to to be released, and but it, it started when we when we filmed our first music video. It was like many years ago. I think yeah, in two thousand and eight or nine, and we filmed we we shot a music video for just a bottle of uh, of whiskey, and that's it. And it was good because you know in Ukraine it's cheaper to to film a music video, for example, uh, than in in the in the states. But the the video guys and the whole production is so cool. There are a lot of professionals, and that's how we we managed to shoot something for very little money. That's how the, the, everything that we have we put in there you know because it's pretty pretty complicated to to collect money for a good music video but we, we try and try and uh we always like most of the time we work with friends our friends and it just happened that our friends are super talented video guys and uh, uh producers and and stuff so yeah but we love to treat our fans with small videos and when we work with uh, some of the friends that we have like uh, directors uh, or yeah filmmakers they have their own twist on our ideas and they have uh, humor to apply (laughs) to our to our music videos so it's always it's always pleasant to work with them, so that's how it it goes. And I hope we'll we'll continue to to work this this way. Yeah. I would love to sometime if our paths collide um, out on the road or whatever. I would love to work with you as friends and and make a, a video. I would love to be able to paint with your guys' creation. Um, I have. 
You guys draw that out of me. You draw that imagination out of my mind. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, I I love what you guys do. I was very excited. I was very excited that they, someone was listening to me because, you know, I don't really make up the list for my podcast. I just leave it to everyone else because the point is, is I just want two people to get on the phone that are from different places that might not talk and have a conversation about whatever. So I was really happy yeah. when I found out that you and I were going to get a chance to speak again. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> I yeah, don't have so to say very... how, uh, yeah, how, how I'm honored, how honored I am. Shitty English. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we met before, so I, I, I showed you my tattoo and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty nervous. I, so that... I drank some wine. <laughs> No, that's all right. That's why I told a, I told a bunch of people about. Uh, see, that's that's back to the movie. I mean, without trying to sound weird, I feel like, and I'm being totally honest here, and I'm not trying to sound too weird or whatever. But I felt like when I saw the studio video, like the first time I saw you, I was. Like I was attracted to the band, you know. I was like, "There's, there's something in here for me." But then when I met you, I felt like you and I were, like, I felt like I knew you from somewhere, like yeah. we're kindred, kindred souls. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden, you showed me that you, you know, you told me you're like, "Hey, my first tattoo was a clown tattoo of, <laughs> of my clown mask," and then that proved it that I knew. I knew you were in my movie and I knew <laughs> that I was your movie. And it yeah, was very, exactly. It was written. It was it written. Much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was written it was, on someone's screenplay, but yeah, it was like th- that season has to come, <laughs> come out. Yeah. Was, well, and the thing is, is that season had to come out because that means there's more seasons to come. I don't yeah. know if you and I know, I don't know if you and I know, what the grand plan is for us, you know, you and I, I don't know what it is, but I know we were supposed to meet. And I know a lot of people that work with you are good friends with me. So it even makes it, it even makes it closer. But Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, by the I, way, excuse me. I don't want to interrupt you, but Alex Lopez uh, from Suicide Silence, he's here in Kiev, in Ukraine, in my apartment. And he, he gave me a little note <laughs> which is uh, tell Sean I say hi, and that's it. Yeah, when you can. So I uh, say hi. Yeah, Alex say Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my. Uh, that's another band. That's another band that I felt uh, Mitch, who yeah. used to sing for Suicide. Yeah. Mitch and I were kindred souls as well. I, he and I gravitated towards each other right away and then unfortunately we lost him but i stayed friends with everybody and including the new you know everyone so you'll have to tell him and everyone i said hello and give them my love i think about them from time to time great band great band um so real quick real quick what what do you guys got going on what what are your plans what are you doing and what is the future like for Ginger? 
Well, as I said before, we we shot a music new music video like a few days ago. And while it's getting ready, while it's getting cooked, um, we're just composing new stuff for upcoming album that's gonna be really released hopefully in 2021, like I mean by the end of maybe of of 2021. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of interviews, of course. And well, there's there are no tours, unfortunately, but we managed to to have this to actually to create this tiny tiny little tour, six shows in a, in the Europe in Europe, sorry, a social distancing tour with people sitting in front of us. <laughs> that was awkward, but it was still something and. Um, yeah, now it's just like preparing new stuff, new material. Nothing much. Nothing much. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear some new stuff. I'd like to stay in touch with you and uh, yeah, hear sir. what's going on. And I definitely want. When you got the video done. I'll have uh, I'll have the people that work with me reach out, but maybe we could put it on the electric feeder on notfest.com. Oh yeah, and, cool. Uh, I I bought a new house. Uh, I built a house kind of out by this lake, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> I, it's embarrassing because I don't have any cell phone coverage out where I live, and then my landline oh. doesn't even work very well, and I can't I can't use Zoom in my basement or anything. So I'm trying oh, to I can compare, I'm trying to get it to where. You know, I can be able to do Zoom video and things directly from my house, but it's just taking longer than I want. But, yeah. you know, my goal is to be able to visually be able to do Zoom with people. And then also, like you would say, hey, I got this new video and then put it up and give it to people. So I'd like to do that when you guys have it. I'd yeah, like sure. It get it on the electric theater and notfest.com and talk about it a little bit and go from there yeah yeah absolutely i am always well, available <laughs> well good good that's good i like to hear that well listen this has been an honor i'm so happy to talk to you again i think about you from time to time because i just again i just feel like our band for whatever reason you know, everything we do in our business is for something, right? So I feel like yeah. I feel like if Ginger, if I'm attracted to Ginger and Ginger is attracted to Slipknot, of I feel course. like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's there. So I know we're going to do shows and tours together. And I know that this relationship is going to continue. So today was uh, definitely a treat for me to be able to say hello to you again, especially all yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. And I'm so grateful that it's not an ordinary interview that I'm used to have, used to do. I mean, uh, I love to talk about life and to share views about life and death and whatever. It's just some, some very important things and not only about like how the tour is going and stuff. Yeah, so. Well, catch uh, me. The only reason yeah. why I'm doing a podcast is because in my career no one that has interviewed me has ever asked me 
anything I've ever really wanted to be asked. Yes, exactly. That's the curse. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Do you know that, I don't know, like, for instance, the album Point Five, The Gray Chapter, there's a, my album mm-hmm. cover is a, a nude skeleton on the cover. Do you know that nobody in my career has ever even asked me what that is? No. No, <laughs> no interviewer, no interviewer has ever asked me. I mean, I'm sure they have. But they don't, they don't, they don't go into it enough detail where I can even remember it. So the thing is, is when NotFest.com came up, I had to like kind of put my two cents in. So I've never done a podcast, and I felt I'd be perfect for it because I just want to have normal conversations with people. I want to know about death and life, yeah. sexuality, and animals in the sky and. You know, I don't want to know what day your new album's coming out. I don't care. Yes. I want to know. Yes. I want to know about you. You know, I want to know about you. Yeah. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is to try. That's and... great. Keep keep doing it, man. Because people yeah. people want to know us personally, like musicians' pers- personality. That's what means a lot. But not the fucking schedule and where are you? Where where will you come to? When will you come to Brazil, for example? It doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm ready, like, I'm an open book. Unless, like, you, you ask me, I'm ready to tell you secrets, dark stuff. Yeah, stuff. see? Like some, now you're talking. Something that now you're talking. no one... You're like me. Yeah, someone, yeah. Something that no I one want can ever, like, yeah. Ahead, Something that ahead, even my mom doesn't know. Something that my mom See? doesn't know even. <laughs> yes, yes, that's I want how to share. I am. Yeah. Yes. I wanna I wanna flirt with people with my crazy life. I want yeah. them to I want them to actually ask me something that's secret, like you just said. And they never do. They never do. Mm-hmm. I understand I understand that people have editors. And they need to ask me, what's the mask for? I get it. There's a new 12-year-old, 13, 14-year-old who just discovered our band that needs to know these things. Yeah. But I mean, you can't ask me anything else. Nothing. You can't ask me anything. You know, it's like, so anyway, that's what this is about. And I really appreciate you sharing things with me. And we will be doing this time and time again. I'll be uh, catching up with you again, and uh, the next time we talk, yeah, yeah, the next time we talk, we'll go really deep in. We'll go, we'll go deep in, and hopefully, I'll ask you something you'll say you can't answer. You know, yes. That, <laughs> then we, yeah. then we know we're getting somewhere. Then we know we're getting somewhere finally. You know. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I would love that. I would love that. Okay. Well, I'll get that scheduled. We'll make sure that uh, maybe you can be the first um, person that I um, interview, not interview, but have a conversation with twice. But tell everybody in the band I said hello, and uh, hopefully hopefully all of our paths will cross again in hard rock music for our fans. I will manifest it, yeah. Until then, 
yes, yes. In, <laughs> until then, try to leave your apartment a couple times for yourself, you know? Try, yes. to, try to get out of there just for you so you can enjoy this world. And you and I will talk very soon. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. It was nothing but pleasure to talk to you tonight and keep doing it. I swear, um, well, I would love to be like a usual guest. <laughs> well, we'll make that happen. We'll do that. Maybe you and I can give everybody what's going on in the world. You know, we'll just keep telling yeah. everybody how we feel about everything. Yeah. Let's and make them listen. Yeah. I like that. Let's make them listen. That's a good slogan. Let's make them listen. Yeah. All right. Well, you be good. Much love, peace, and all that Much stuff. Love. Take care of yourself. Be safe. Tell everyone hello. And thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. For